Okay, welcome to episode 28 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and of course, family, we are now on Spotify. So I'm Sean. I'm not. What up, y'all? All right, now, what are we calling this episode? Mm. Why do we always get to this point and get stuck? Because here we go. We're, <laughs> it's like every week. We talk about everything else. Right. We're going we to get with it. So, and I also want to shout out to our listeners in the UK. Woo woo! Hey, we see y'all. We see y'all. So, we see y'all, y'all fish and chips out there. All right. Your b- bangers and mash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, getting into the ratchet minute, we got to talk about Diddy and Cassie an era the bad boy era is over so um cassie who i I just you know she's she's been dating diddy since she was 21 years old Mm -hmm. so they were together for over 10 years more like 11 years um of course they never married but uh you know they were a couple and i you know i used to hear diddy always talking about she's the one and blah 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 so inevitably they have now broken up and this is right before the rumors because i thought she was pregnant in mm-hmm. all actuality because you know they they show pictures of her from a certain angle and she looked a little puffy so <laughs> no pun intended so um uh, but i guess she's not with child and diddy has been seen you know down here in miami with uh, a a 26 year old model mm-hmm. um so yeah so they are not together so the debate i guess the whole thing has been whew, that's a long time to be in a relationship without moving it forward with a with a ring what do you think uh, well <laughs> well you know we differ on this so <laughs> it all depends on what her end goal was if she wanted to get married um then maybe you can look at it as you know it was a waste of time but you know not everyone's end goal is to get married so and i think if she started dating him when she was 21 so that makes her 32 now right so, so if she, if her goal was to get married to him and she saw that it wasn't going anywhere, this is a, this was a good time to get out because she's still relatively young. She's early 30. She's still supple. She can still, you know, <laughs> drop it low. So this is a good time for her. You know what I mean? And, and we, and, and really when you're dating somebody, you have to look at the person for who he is and his track record. I don't believe Diddy is the marrying type. Diddy may get married when he's like 60 years old, when he got, when he can't. I mean, know, he's damn near. What is he? He's almost 50. Yeah, when he can't dance all in the videos anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all up in the videos. <laughs> you know, so he may settle down then, but I don't think Diddy is the, the marrying type, honestly. You know, he's a good provider. He's a good dad. But in terms of like a, a partner and in a relationship, I don't know if that is his strong, if if he's strong in that area. So it was a good time for her to get out if that's her end goal. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you on that. I think she is still young. You know, she's, she's early 30. So if, you know, if you're going to jump, this is the time to jump. Um, and then, you know, you gotta, you gotta also look at it in the framework of, you know, she, she wasn't dating Jerome. <laughs> she wasn't, she wasn't dating Tyrone. If I'm, dating the street. Some, if I'm dating a Diddy, it's going to take a lot. It's I'm like, I'm like, Okay, what did he really do now? Is it really that bad? You know, this, this right. I get right, <laughs> but also in terms of the setup, you know, I'm just thinking like, and this is what I my hope for her is, you know, when she was 20, you know, she went into this relationship when she's 21 years old. I mean, you know, social media wasn't it wasn't what it was now. A dating is has has changed. I think you know during that time, so. I'm hoping she's got the setup, you know, I'm hoping, and I, I thought, you know, he bought her a home. She's, she's, you know, she's, she's set up. Oh, so it's, it's a, it's a, that's what I mean in terms of, you know, she didn't, this ain't, this ain't Tyrone where it's like, you really wasted 11 years of your life. I'm sure she lived some of her best moments, you know, being in a relationship with this man and just, mm-hmm. and, and being in this, you know, so I don't, I don't think all, it all was a loss. So, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's time to move on. Um, you know, is the ring the the, you know, is that is is that the apex of everything? Are you supposed to get a ring? You know, after a certain time? No, I'm not saying that. I know you and I have a have a different way of looking at it, but um, you know, I don't think that was that that it would have been nice. I'm assuming, but I'm I'm thinking that's the deal breaker. Was a deal breaker for them? 
Then it may, it may have been because, like you said, she she has been with him for so long, all throughout her twenties. Um, and you know, for me, I'm saying twenties is your whole time, and right. <laughs> your whole time. <laughs> so you know, but she still got her thirties, and you know, I'm she's she's a gorgeous person. She's a gorgeous woman. She's a lot. Mm-hmm. Of um, so I'm pretty sure she won't have a problem, you know, finding a, a mate. Yeah, I guess she got tired of being called wifey after a while. <laughs> you want to drop that why? <laughs> why? <laughs> well, I mean, if she, like I said, you have to look at the per- the partner that you have. Like he had three kids with, with Kim. He didn't marry her. You know, and truth be told, he had, because, you know, the first baby mama and the second baby mama were like best friends. And he got in between, between all of messy. that. He's very messy. Yeah, I mean, he has a track mess- record for that's what I'm saying. You have to look at the messiness. Person, the, the the you have to look at the person for who he is and what. Then you doing. look at the the last daughter that he had. He had that daughter while he was in a relationship with Cassie, the ten year old, the, the, well, the were, last girl. But weren't weren't um, Kim and that woman pregnant at the same time? Right. Cot- well, I, yeah, he had re- regular twins and he had a project twins. At the man, same we, time. Need a, we need a family tree for this. We need, a, we need a flow chart. Crazy. He had project tri- triplets. But he, <laughs> wow, did he? <laughs> All right, well. But you know what he said? I saw um, there was an interview he did and they were talking about how his his whole family structure, they all kind of get along and, you know, it's it's not an ideal situation, but for what it is, they seem to all yeah, look the money. Look, but he's, money make money make me come. I get it. That's what everybody. He he was like, um, you could buy you know, that. I have to I have to pay for this to happen. <laughs> you know exactly, exactly. That's what I said. He's not a Tyrone. This is it's a different it's a it's a different setup all the way around. Money is long enough for for him to make this 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 thing work. And he said it was a, it was a process. It was a, it was a whole process. So, you know, yeah. like you said, this ain't Tyrone working at Target with $10 an hour with four kids, you know, <laughs> this is, he's in a whole different tax bracket. Right. He could literally set up each baby mama. You put them on an estate and they could each have their own, their own place. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful <laughs> setup when you have, yeah. That's what it is. So they all got that set up. And if, and if Cassie was a smart Girl, she would have um, got her ducks in a row. As I, I'm, I'm hoping that she did. Looks like she did, because mm-hmm. you know that um, singing career. <laughs> Is that if you, if that's what you want to call it? I was, I liked her song, but really, Cassie is a singer. A song does not make a singer. <laughs> oh, for real? Is that what you call it? A singer. <laughs> I don't call her. She had a song. I wouldn't call her a singer. I, you know, she doesn't have a. She doesn't have strong vocals. Let me just say that. Let me be PC. Not at all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Good luck, Cassie, and good luck, Diddy. Yeah. Moving on. That's life. All right. What what we got? No. Uh, so this is this story came about. This is like the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it anyway. So there was this video, viral video that captured. Um, this family that were on this fishing trip or boating trip in the uh, Puget, Puget Sound. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. Puget. P- yeah, you know, you go Puget. I just did the, mm-hmm. the sound for it. I can learn how to pronounce it. I forgot that quick. <laughs> Puget Sound. <laughs> Hugo Sounds. Anyway, <laughs> so they were on this boat and these big whales, you know, started circling them and they were under the boat, kind of bumping the boat a little bit you know whales are, are relatively like peaceful animals mm-hmm. um but they were there and i can understand how they could get frightened because if i see a, a massive animal like that you know who could easily overturn my boat i'm already fearful of water so i probably wouldn't have been out there anyway but anyway so they were on a fishing trip the guy who was actually video cam- videotaping his name is darren luciana and his family were on a boating trip in the puget sound when they encounter a whale um, a uh, humpback whale, humpback whales, and they were kind of, you know, swimming under them. And so they were all kind of, he was amazed. I would have been amazed as well and kind of scared. Mm-hmm. But one person on the boat called the police. <laughs> Who was the person? <laughs> he called the police. Who called the police on the whales? He said, I'm, at, I'm out in the Puget Sound and there are three huge gray whales underneath our boat. And I'm afraid we might get flipped over. Who are you 
gonna call police. What's the police gonna do, ma'am? <laughs> By the time the police get out, them either you're gonna be drowned or them whales gonna be gone. <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. It was just another case of a white person calling the cops on something silly. You're you're in you're in the whales neighborhood. You're gentrified neighborhood. They've been there for thousands of years. You come in for an hour and try to, you know, shit out there. Tell me how to leave. I can't. Just in the case of white people, white people doing the most. 25, 20s. YT doing the most. Most. So, and there, you know, there was another case. I don't know. I really didn't want to talk about it, but since we're here, it's kind of woke a little bit. But um, we're in Brooklyn. This lady called the police on a little boy. I saw that because his book bag brushed her butt. Yeah. And she, girl, if watching this video, this, this little boy was traumatized. It was, it was, uh, yeah, I saw it. Him and his sister was standing there. And this, like, is, this was uh, in the tail all over again. You're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And then, you know, the, the whole thing jumps off. I'm feeling so bad. The, after it was all said and done, you know, the little boy was like, I don't, there's something wrong with that woman. I don't accept her apology. Cause she did apologize. I wouldn't accept it either. Cause we have to stop forgiving these people. You okay. All right. Because I feel like sometimes when you give that that forgiveness, and now that you have to hold, you have to hold on to this anger. You know, you have to, you do have to let that go. But sometimes when you when you forgive people too quick, it's like they don't really realize the impact they had on you. Right. You know. I can I can see that. I thought that was very strong of him to say that. He said something is wrong with this woman. I and I don't forgive her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, we're not, we're not, well, this is not, well, this is funny. So, but I just kind of wanted to bring okay. it up. It was just, this, this little uh, video was just so hilarious. She's calling the police. I'm like, what are the police going to do? But I can't, I can't. I tell you, you know, the police are like their own private customer service, <laughs> your personal customer service. This is how the police work. This is not how this whole system is set up to work. What's the 24 7 hotline personally assigned for you? Ridiculous. All your, all your comments and concerns, please direct them. To your local to nine one one. Yeah. Into who? All right, all right. Where are we at? Are we moving, 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 moving along? So I guess we have the woke minute now. Wake uh, up, wake up, wake up. All right. I'm told you I got my pantsuit on and my my horn rim glasses. <laughs> and I pulled my hair back <laughs> in, a, in a bun. Right. In a, in a nice little shignong. All right. So. <laughs> Why do we always go into this segment laughing and making jokes? Because it'd be so funny. (laughs) Come on, girl, get woke. All right. So I came across this article uh, a couple days ago. Um, uh, Released felons gain the right to vote in Maryland after a veto override. So more than 40,000 recently released Maryland felons will regain the right to vote just in time for this year's election. You mean Um, my ex can vote now? Um, Let me be quiet. Oh, shots were fire. This is the time where I wish we had our um our sound our sound effects because oh. <laughs> shots were fire just now. <laughs> so the legislator on Tuesday, which is you know a couple weeks ago, narrowly overturned Governor Larry Hogan's veto of the bill extending the right the voting rights to felons when they complete their probation and parole. The reversal both dealt a political blow to the Republican governor, which I don't know how, has Maryland always had a a Republican um, governor? I thought it was mainly Democrat in Maryland. Uh, No, I know the last one he was, what was was the guy? O'Malley was a Democrat though. That was years ago, but. Who are you talking about was a Democrat? No. O'Malley, he was a Republican? Oh, O'Malley? Yeah. Um. No, he was a Democrat. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I thought Maryland was mainly dem, uh, Democrat, but maybe, I don't know. Anyway, um, so he lobbied to prevent the bill from becoming a law and it set the stage for an estimated 20,000 former inmates to cast ballots in Baltimore's primary election for wow. City Council this spring. Um, the vote was twice delayed in order to muster enough support um, followed an expansive debate that touched on resolving racial disparities in the criminal justice system and protecting victims of violent crimes. So, you know, it's, it's two sides to every coin. 
in this. Um, but I think the main thing that makes this different, because there are states out there that also allow felons to, to vote, um, like Alaska, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Kansas, Louisiana, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska. Uh, but what makes this different from Maryland is that those other states allow felons to vote after they have served their sentence, of course, and also complete their probation and parole. So with this new, um, with this new law, these re released felons do not have to um, finish their parole time in order to vote. So that's the biggest, that's the big debate in, in this whole thing. So, you know, I, I applaud this effort because it, it gives these inmates, well, not these inmates, these um, released inmates, these, you know, these people, I don't even want to call them felons because I want to call people, you know, right. on the right track and they want to get acclimated back into society and be an upstanding citizen, then this is, you know, this is the first step. But one of many, and it's going to be a tough role for them if we want to really habilitate these people and get them back into society. Um, you know, this is a step. So I'm for it. What do you think? Well, yeah, I'm. I, I very much agree to it. I like the the strength of you know what actually happened here because I mean, basically, these former you know inmates or people that you know they actually got together and voted in the primaries, and mm -hmm. that and that you know was a direct result of this is what happened. They you know they changed it and they were able to extend the voting rights. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, I like that, and that's. You know, we can we can say we want about voting, you know, oh, your vote doesn't count and, 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 you know, blah, blah, this and that. But in actuality, it does. And I mean, you see how Hogan and that is the, you know, the governor. Well, I mean, what is his reasoning behind that? I mean, it, you know, you're talking about whether they've completed the sentence or mid sentence. No, but I think really behind it, what he's saying is. You you allow all these people to vote. Of course, they're not voting Republican. But I mean, that's the idea. They're not voting for the interests of, you know, how what this governor represents. So, you know, don't let them out. That's that. I think that's the whole thing the governor is saying is we don't need, you know, to flood the the the, you know, give all these people these voting rights because they're going to vote against our, you know, or their interests. Mm -hmm. So and it also, you know, this. You know, the state and the country has had a, a, a stored history of preventing people from voting. And this is just a step towards allowing more people the right to vote. You know, before, if you weren't a landowner, if you were a minority, if you were a woman, you couldn't vote. You know, so now this is just kind of chipping at, away at that whole um, the old standard of um, of citizenship. Yeah. So I, I applaud it. Absolutely. I do, too. So and to who? All right. Okay. So moving on. So this is um, my, I guess my woke minute. It's a little different. So uh, two, about a week and a half ago, I went to an Abraham Hicks workshop. Have you ever heard of Abraham Hicks first? Yeah. But yeah, I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just to give some background. So I consider Abraham Hicks to be like one of the greatest teachers um, of our time. Um, I actually found her through the secret, you know, i you know, going through my own journey, reading The Secret and, you know, watching the YouTube videos. And um, it, you know, I, I just look at it, it's a, it's a positive or, you know, it's, it's new age positivity. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all in, I love it. Now, what's controversial about Abraham Hicks, for those that don't know, is um, Abraham is what they define as a group consciousness. Um, from non-physical. So that is to say that there's a woman named Esther Hicks who they don't like to use the word channel channeling, but she, this woman Esther speaks on behalf of Abraham when she's inspired. And it's really, it, it, it's inspired word. So how they look at it is that, you know, you know, you don't, you look at a basketball player and even though that basketball player is a channeler, you don't, say that they're channeling something, but really they are an extension of the greatest and the best part of them, if that makes sense. Um, and this is what the idea of Abraham is. So this woman, Esther, channels Abraham. And, you know, just, and you go through the teachings, it's very, very positive. And that, I think that's, you know, some people get hung up on, you know, what, well, you know, what is she, is it like a seance? Is it like, you know, are you sitting down? Is she talking to, you know, demons or ghosts or whatever it is? 
I don't look at it that way. I just look at it as if you look at and really understand and absorb the message, it is so positive. And it really helped me in a point in my life where I was searching, you know, I'm looking, I don't consider myself a religious person. I'm more of a spiritual person. And this really answered and filled a void for me, um, just coming to her teaching. So um, just a few tenets of the teachings. What it says is um, that one, you understand that you as a as a person, we are a physical ex extension of our non-physical. So it's like saying we as people, we we do have a soul and our soul is everlasting. However, whatever you believe, you know, Spiritu spiritually, we are souls. Do you, does that make sense? Do you believe any of this? Yeah, no, I do. I actually just had a conversation last night um, about um, what happens when your physical body dies. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of theories and a lot of beliefs that say, you know, what happens in the afterlife. But really, honestly, I just don't think anyone knows. <laughs> We don't really know what happens to us when I when we die. I believe our physical body dies and it decomposes and it becomes, you know, one with the earth or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I think our souls are everlasting. I, I agree with that. I what totally agree to with that. Souls? And I always make a joke that said, you know, I'm I'm trying to live this life to the, you know, I'm trying to ride this life to the wheels fall off because in my next life I may be a snail. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's on the other side, but this life right here. I'm trying to live it to the best and I'm trying to hurt as as least amount of people as possible in my journey. So, you know, when when I when our souls are released, I don't know where where they go. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's you know, it's something that I always think about. So, what I believe is, you know, just as what you said that, you know, we are we're this physical body. I think, you know, I believe in God and I believe that God, you know, put so much into us that this is just a shell. But our soul, our our non-physical part, which is, you know, so it is a form of energy, it it transcends time. Mm -hmm. I do believe that we choose to come to this, you know, in this point in time, in this body at this time, we chose to be here. So when people speak of free will, I believe we have free will, but I think we we plan things before we get into the physical or or, you know. If the purpose of life to me is to be free and to be happy and to have joy, then we plan those experiences. This is my belief. So I think we we are in our non-physical form. We say, okay, you know, I want to experience, you know, happiness. I want to experience this type of fun. So there, there are life experiences that come to us when we go into our physical, the one that we choose because we figure this is the body that we're going to have this type of experience. Um, and I also look, you know, I'm not, you know, I've, I've read the Bible, I've read the Bible, not necessarily all, all into every single word in it, but I think the teachings of Jesus Christ kind of, it, it, it embodies that because it always says that he came into a physical body to experience life as we experience it because he wouldn't understand, you know, it, it's so that you have that knowledge of what we, or, you know, what we go through. So it's the same thing that we do. We, you know, we we go through these experiences, good, bad, and different, so on and so forth, so that we're we we create a consciousness about it, and we and we have empathy, and we understand each other, and and it, you know, you can't have light without dark, you can't have good without bad. So how do I know what's all good and all and all joyous if I don't know what's bad and not so feeling good? So it's like. You have to take the good with the bad. You 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 formulate those experience around your physical body. I, I mean, we can go deep in it. I just you know I've I've come to these things and just learning. And this is I, I get this from just listening to Abraham Hicks, which I believe is it's it's so interesting and it really just opened up this this door to kind of explore more and not to just take things by you know if you read the Bible front to back. I still don't believe you'll have a full understanding of the basics, you know, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? You know, what is your purpose? I don't, I don't think you can get that from reading a book. I think you get that from experiences. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've, you know, I, we, I think we have kind of sort of similar beliefs in spirituality. I'm, I'm definitely more so uh, spiritual and not religious. I don't follow any kind of religious teachings or anything because I feel 
in our most basic form, we know right from wrong. You know when you do things right. that make you feel good, and you know when you do other things that makes you feel bad. You know, and I don't necessarily think you need a, a book to, to to be a good person. And to um, and maybe some people do. I, I I I just don't. I just think that we are um, naturally most people um, are naturally are good people, and we do good things. And you know, I think if you follow your follow your mind and your heart towards being a good person, then you know, good things will come to, come towards you and you manifest that in your life. I, I agree. And I think what you said is important when we talk about manifesting. And I think, you know, this has been a, a journey for me and I'm, I'm, I continue to be on it, you know, and there was a time when, you know, I didn't even, you know, things, you know, good things were happening, not so good things were happening. And I really didn't understand my role in in that, you know, it was just kind of like life just kind of happened at me. Now I'm much more thoughtful about experiences, you know, because I believe that we create our own realities, whatever that reality is, whatever, you know, and like the saying, you are exactly where you need to be, I think is so deep because you have to, it, it, it makes you an active partner yeah. in your life. You got to figure out, okay, you know, what is it that I imagine for myself? What am I thinking? Because your thoughts are everything. Your thoughts are like, are like guideposts to everything that happens in your life. And if you don't believe that, then certain things, you know, you, you, you kind of, you just become like this inactive person in your own life. So it's, you know, as I've gotten older, it's taking control and just being more mindful, being more mindful of everything, of my of my emotions. How am I feeling? Where are my thoughts? Because those are going to guide me, you know, whether I want to be like I said, if I want to have more joy in my life, then my thoughts need to be creating that. You right. know, I, I and I, I tell my son this. Everything that you see with your physical eye started as a thought. Yep. And that's so powerful because it really does mean that anything that you imagine for yourself or others, anything that you want in this life, it starts with a thought. Mm -hmm. So if you have control over that thought, if you can control that thought, you know, one of the teachings of Abraham, it says is, you know, anything can be changed with a thought that you hold for 17 seconds because you can make yourself believe anything you want to believe. And eventually the universe has to make it happen for you. So yeah. whatever your belief is, it's going to have to manifest. It, and that's, that's the law. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't question like the law of gravity, but we know that it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know if I step out on my roof and I jump out, shit is going to happen. I don't need anybody that's because I believe in the law of gravity. So it's the same thing with the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. you, you, it's not, you know, it's not some hokey pokey, you know, kind of magical, mystical thing. Like it's, it's an, it's, it's true because our thoughts are energy. So it's like, you're projecting a thought, whatever that is, trust and believe that it will come back to you. If you can kind of let go of the time frame, Cause I think we as human beings and, you know, we get caught up on time and how, you know, how fast and how slow things are supposed to happen or not happen. We mm -hmm. let go, let go of that part and understand yeah. that your thoughts are so powerful. They're like, frequencies that send out, you know, wavelengths that bring to you what it is that you're thinking. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so real. Yeah. So real. You know, we, we, no one talks to you more than you talk to yourself. So you have to have nice yes. for yourself. You know, you yes. have to, and, and like you said, that's, that starts with your thoughts. Your, like you said, your life are your thoughts manifested. So if you wake up in the morning and you decide you're going to have a bad day, you are going to have a bad day. You, you can trust if, and believe. If yep. you wake up and you decide today is going to be a, a good day. Yesterday was a, you know, I had X, Y, and Z happened, but today is a new day and I'm starting over. You got to have that mindset because if not, you're going to be in a spiral of a downward spiral. And it's hard. Right. Some people, they can pick themselves out of it. Some people can't, you know what I mean? But it's mm -hmm. hard with yourself. You have to have a good, good mental, um, good mental thoughts and good mental health, you know, Yep. And just, and you know, and that, that energy is so real, you know, like you ever, you ever be with someone and it's just like, they can change the whole mood of the room just by their energy, just mm -hmm. by what 
you know, spoken and unspoken just by what they give off. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some people you just, you love to be around because their energy is so positive. It's like, I, you know, they can, they change the energy of the room just by walking in. I, you know, and I, I strive to be that person. Like I want, I want to always be positive. It's, you know, even though I have things that happen in my life, things are not always rosy, but my prevailing thought is always to be positive and always be joyful mm -hmm. because that's what I want to manifest in my life. So I'm very careful. You know, I've said, you know, over the past quite a few years, I've had to change people, places and things. You know this better than and a lot of people, mm -hmm. people, places and things I've had to change you know, get rid of, destroy, maneuver around, sideswipe, all kind of stuff, just so I can preserve that 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 peace and that positivity. Because yeah, most environment, you know, you you whatever you can you can you can swim in uh the a, a, a moat, you know, or like a, a a you can swim in quicksand, which nobody can, or you know, you can really take in a beautiful ocean. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree. Exactly. So I, so I just, you know, it was a powerful workshop. Abraham Hicks workshop was, it was powerful. It was life-changing. Um, you know, I, I spent $300 to sit in the room for a couple of hours, but I say it was, and $40 on parking. <laughs> but um, I will say it was worth every penny. It was, it was just a culmination of, like I said, I have been following um, her teachings for some years now, you know, reading all the books and, you know, to actually sit in the room. And I didn't get called because she has a way of, you know, calling people to the hot seat and just kind of letting things happen. And, um, you know, I, I didn't I, I didn't get called to the hot seat, but just the experience, just being in the room was, like I said, a culmination of everything that I had, you know, I've been doing this, uh, spiritual journey and, and just, you know, bettering myself. It, it was a, it was a nice, you know, to get here to, to this point. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. It was, it was so worth it. It was so good. And I, and I think we can like, you and I can talk about this. We can, you know, this is, this is probably a podcast in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wanted to share with all of our listeners, um, just, you know, a, a thought way where, where I am, you know, what path I'm on in terms of, you know, this, this belief. And it's, it's not for everybody. Um, I like to say that it's, it, it becomes, it's a part of your enlightenment, you know, yeah. I think most of us grow up with, you know, we, we get, we grow up with the, a, a construct of religion, you know, um, which to me, most religions are based around guilt. So, you know, it's, you're believing it's you get guilted into religion. I think I think it's built around guilt and fear. Guilt and fear, exactly. And um, just keeping you know keeping you in the dark. The le the less you know, you yep. know. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know I just I I'm I'm glad I was able to kind of break out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I you know I don't want to I don't I don't want to be that you know now that I feel like okay I've 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 awakened to some things there you know, religion is something that happened within the last, what, a couple thousand years, a right. thousand years or so. Mm -hmm. yeah. So and that's, was that, that always been my question in religion. You know, we say, you know, um, AD started, you know, 2000 years ago or, you know, when it started, I'm like, what happened to all those people before those hundreds of thousands of people before, you know, thousands of years before right. particular incident supposedly it happened. What happened to those people? You know what I mean? Oh, automatically. Right. <laughs> Where did they go? What, you know, what did they believe and how, mm -hmm. you know, so now that I feel like I've, I've broken out of that, it's like a prison, you know, you believe, you, you know, you, is. you do this and you're going to go to hell and. Right. And then, and then who decides um, what's right and what's wrong, you know, cause some of the things that are deemed wrong, I'm like, but you know, well, let me just say this. I think if you live, like I said before, if you live the, your life the best way that you can without hurting anyone, you know, I think your next life should be a pleasant one. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, and I, I, I totally, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think we, we can, you know, I, I think we, we choose it. I do think that we have a, um, you know, it's, it's not a random thing. I think we choose 
to to live a certain life or lifestyle because the goal is to have the experience. Mm-hmm. That's what it's not life easy to do the right thing or have positive thoughts or be on the right path. Because sometimes it's easy just to wallow in, in self pity and, and sometimes it is, you know. And that's what I, I, that's what I said. What Abraham showed me is like seventeen seconds. If you could just take. You know, if you're sitting in a, a a a big old pool of negativity, just take 17 seconds and focus on something positive. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it could be something very simple, like some, you know, the the last meal that you ate, which was good. You know what I'm saying? Like the flower that you see, or just just, you know, just being able to divert your thought to something that's calming. It it's it does it's something it's, it does so much, um, yeah. to get you there. So. Yeah, I would love for us to have like a, a, a further discourse on this because I think it is, um, you know, we're we're in the age of awakening. And I think our generation, um, you know, we we are we are questioning more. We are becoming more spiritual, you know, in light of all the crazy stuff that is going on. I do see this shift. You know, I was amazed by just in going to the Abraham Hicks workshop, just the number of people that look like me that were there. You know, that, wow, you know, you, because this ain't something you're going to get at um, the Methodist Baptist uh, Church, uh, um, the uh, the Olive Branch. You're not going to hear it there. <laughs> right. The, rede- the Redeemer's home, the Redeemer's house and the Potter's house. You're yeah. not going to get it there. Mm-hmm. So it was good to see that. Like, I, okay, so, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, people are, are waking up and, and, you know, opening their minds to things that, I think are important. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely can talk about this in a lot more detail. Okay. All right. But um, yeah, so now we got to shift. Yes. <laughs> we got to shift to some dick. <laughs> How we do that? It's terrible. <laughs> we over here. You can create your own reality. You get on some dick. Ooh, terrible. All right. Here's me switching gears. Okay. So. Getting into the weekend D report. <laughs> you know, I really like the way you never can really say dick. I know. <laughs> Do you notice that? Yes, I'm like Sean. I'm like Sean. <laughs> Even in like regular conversation, you never say it. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I've noticed that too. I, I just, I know what it is. It's D. <laughs> D. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. So getting into it. So here's a question that we received. It's a, it's a long, I, I, from a, a, one of our lovely listeners. So it's a, it was a very long, you know, kind of email. So I'm just going to kind of summarize. So, um, so basically what she is saying is, um, she met someone, I guess she was with someone and I guess the guy told her at the outset, he really had no desire to be in a relationship with her. Um, And she told him like, okay, that's fine. I don't, you know, I don't need anything serious. But in her, in what she felt, she said that, of course, that was not the truth. She said, you know, I don't really believe in wasting my time in relationships. I was young. She's like, but I felt like lying to him and saying that, you know, I don't need anything serious was the best thing to do because maybe she could change him into desiring her enough to be in a relationship. Uh, what she says is that, you know, things have not changed. So, or, or I, I guess the end result is they're not in a, maybe she means committed relationship or, or, or something. So, cause it sounds like he pretty much said at the outset. So she's like, you know, I'm still trying to win, you know, which is, Winning to her means convincing him to be in a relationship with her. Um, so what should she do? Well, I, I think she has set herself up for failure <laughs> because she wasn't honest. And there, there are relationships and situations where I say, you know, I'm not looking for nothing serious because in my mind, I know this person, I can't see myself with this person long term. But then there's other people where I'm not, I, I can see myself with, I can see myself with him, you know? And so you gotta be honest. You have to be honest with yourself and with the other person. You telling him that, oh, we can just be casual. Um, 
and, and light with this, that wasn't where your heart is. So you're always going to be disappointed. Nothing he's going to do or give you is going to be enough because you want more. And you kind of set yourself up for this. So I, you know, I am, I'm so conflicted because there's a part of me that believes. Okay. So, you know, I, I think it's so funny to me when people, guys and, and females are like, you know, I don't want a relationship because in actuality, any, any sort of exchange, whether y'all are just dating or, you know, you look at each other's rim holes or whatever you're doing, that's a relationship. Now it, it might not be committed. It might not be exclusive, it, you know, but all those, all those other adjectives i think those adjectives that you add onto it but in actuality it is a relationship this that's what kills me about the whole thing like okay it is what it is i mean i, I think you're right that? you're right in saying it's a relationship but the the type of relationship and that's why i was like you know is this going to be short term or is this going to be long term you know what i mean it's everything that you, every person that you meet you form some sort of relationship with whether it's a casual right. relationship whether it's just when you briefly meet, it is a relationship there. How in depth and how deep it is, is it, it varies from person to person. Got it. So, so I'm assuming when he said, I don't need, you know, well, she said, I don't need anything serious, but she said she was lying, but he said he didn't desire to have a relationship or he what didn't want it. I'm, I'm assuming what he meant was he didn't want to be exclusive. That to me is like when any man says that when, you know, that's what he means. He doesn't want to be exclusive to that one person. Okay. Okay, cool. She's on the other end. She's saying, you know, I, I, I said, yeah, that's fine because you want that experience. And I think a lot of women put, uh, we know we put ourselves in that position. Like, all right, I'm going to kind of play this out. I'm gonna see how it goes. And I know he said one thing, cause this is, that's the breakdown in communication right there. Most men will tell you, I believe at the outset, what they want and do not want, whether, you know, they start kissing you on your forehead and making you feel like you're the only one. If he tells you from the beginning, from the jump, you know, I don't want to be serious. I don't want this. Believe him when he says it. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I think for women, though, we don't always believe him when he says that. Because we we get we get caught up in the way he makes us feel. What'd you say? We set us up. We set ourselves up for failure, and 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 I think this has a lot to do. I don't know how old this this young lady is, but I think this comes with maturity. In my younger days, I definitely would be like, you know, I like him, and he's he's saying X, Y, and Z, but I know I can tell by the way he looks at me, he wants more. <laughs> you know, that's the young me. Right. The older me and more mature me and more experienced me. It's like we have to put it all out on the table. I'm gonna tell you what I want, and if you can't rock with that, that's cool but I need to move on. You know what I mean? So this sounds like this is like a, maybe a younger person who doesn't have that much experience. But anyway. Yeah. I And, and that's, you're right. I think with, with uh, age comes that experience. Cause I was the same damn way. And I, you know, and I, I hear her when she's saying like, you know, like maybe I can, I can kind of win him over, you know, mm -hmm. like they probably spend a lot of time. They have a great, you know, they go out on dates, they have a great time together. He's probably showing her, you know, at least that he likes her. She likes him. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, I think women, we think like, okay, you know, maybe I could, I could be the one I could, you know, maybe I could, I could win at this. Right. I get it. I, I get it. And, but you're right. That's, that's the setup right there. And then with with these kind of with these kind of situations, I I always draw. I had this conversation yesterday. I draw a hard line in relationships like this because if we're not in a committed relationship and we're not exclusive, and you're still outdated and I'm still outdated, there are certain things that I'm just not going to do because I think that makes the person more comfortable in the situation and it allows them to kind of just. You know, like I said, just get comfortable and not want to move it forward because he's getting everything he's wa that he wants. You're giving him what he wants. So why would he have to make a commitment when you're already giving it to him? Ooh, tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> I have, I said yesterday <laughs> to my friend, I'm like, you're not getting a hot meal and one pussy. Like, <laughs> at the same time, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> and and and, I, and it, it may be to to some people that may be something small like cooking for a man maybe something I don't mind that like I think that's no you don't mind cooking no you know I don't you like and I like to cook too but I just I just feel 
for me, that just that that seals the deal. That's a that's a deal sealer. Right. Well, it's not a deal sealer, but it, I'm like I I do that kind of stuff for my family and people I really care about, and not casually. I you, got you. I don't know, and, and it may it may be something insignificant to you, but for me, is it's it's a big deal for me. So if I if if we're like cooking and, and I'm nourishing you and you got a full belly and your balls is empty, where is this going? <laughs> The what? The what are we conversation? What are we? are we? What are we doing? Because you know, I you can't come here and, and and we can't be doing this for a couple of days, and then you hop skipping and jumping somewhere else and doing that with somebody else for a couple of days. Like I I don't play those kind of games. So that's just me. Ooh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, I'm going to at least tell her like, look, girl, you don't waste your time. If that's not what you want. Right. Like she's saying, don't think that you're going to do some trickery, sorcery stuff and, and win him over. That is is deceitful. And you, it's not true. It's not true to him. It's not true. To, it's not true to yourself. So to your own self, to thine own self, be true. Mm-hmm. If that's not the relationship that you want. That's not. We just talked about, you know, you create your own reality and, and the vision for your life. If that's not the vision for your life. Then girl, you better hop, skip, and jump now. But the 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 other side, and I didn't. This is what I wanted to say was, you know, sometimes it's just it's it can just be about you know the fun and the sex and and that's Mm -hmm. it. And if you can if you can get yourself into that mindset, which is I'm just gonna enjoy the moment for the moment and what it is, Mm -hmm. then it's cool. But you know, a lot of times you you can't do that without catch. Somebody's gonna catch feelings, and that's that's real. That is real. And the more time you spend spend with each other, then mm-hmm. the feelings start to go, and it the feelings start to to grow. So y'all y'all over here spooning each other in the bed. What you think? <laughs> what you think gonna happen? Some shit taking that after sex. <laughs> Well, that's what love. That's what love. That, that pillow talk. Be like, what? You didn't. You didn't just get up and put your clothes on. You over here talking in the bed. Oh, done. the after sex nap is where love grows. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Right there. <laughs> anyway, boo. So yeah, girl. Just you figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. So, are we at the segment of the show for I Reminisce, I Reminisce? I Reminisce, I Reminisce. We are here. We are here. And this week is my reminisce. And I chose Annie Up. Mm. The My Shout Posse. My Shout Posse. M.O.P. <laughs> Featuring Bustle Bust, Remy Ma, and Teflon. Ooh. And Ben... One thing I will say, do you remember how they look? I mean, the Ross was always, always tight, but God damn it. <laughs> Can I tell you that Remy has a whole new face now? <laughs> <laughs> and you, I was watching the video the other day, and I'm like, totally did right. All of them, because I matched the MOP. I forgot Drucken. What's the two do? I can't even think of their names. Um, Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. And then who that? Teflon. Everybody had. Um, faces only a mother could love. <laughs> right. This was this is a hard video to watch. <laughs> if it not, if but it was such a banger though. It was man, and this is still not. So actually, a couple weekends ago, a couple weeks ago, there was the um the Harlem um what's that that festival they have all week long? I love Harlem Week or whatever. Harlem Week. Harlem Week. Harlem week. Okay, so it was the parade, and it was um. You know they have like the the trucks with the DJs and stuff. They played this song, girl. Oh, this song is what, eighteen years old. This is knocking. Like everybody was rocking to this. If this was a song where if you was in the club and you know this song, come on, it every it turns into a mash out pit. That's why they MOP. I girl, if I'm somewhere and this song comes on, I'm getting the hell up out of dock because you was not <laughs> elbowing me in my face. <laughs> will get trampled. You will definitely get trampled, man. Niggas oh. get hype off this song. Oh, I love it, man. Up, cap that fool. And it was, it's so hard, too. Remy has the best, she has the best verses, in my opinion, on this. And you know, I hate it when I go out to a club and they cut And her. they cut her part, right? 
hate it. Bring time back. Time back. Bitch, run that. <laughs> Bitch, run that. Too many keys to the escalate. You think you cute, hope? Take off them Gucci shoes. Do you dirty? They all seven thirty. Rock a ski mask where it's June or February. February. I take your show money. Money off. Oh, throw take money. Throw money. That food, cause I don't know money. <laughs> Oh, Wait, did she do this song before she got locked up or after? It was before she got locked up, right? Yeah, this, yeah, that's how. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did she get her eight-year bid? Yeah, so definitely. This Annie up. Yeah. What? Yeah, they all got to be. I don't know where the fun's at. I'm going to show y'all motherfuckers where the fun's at. Girl, this shit rocks so hard. <laughs> is, this, is this one of your favorites? <laughs> it's one of my many favorites. <laughs> I really can put this on repeat and, and listen to it all day. But, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, MOP. That, that was a, that was the shit. Yep. So that's my pick for this week. And also, I don't know if you um you got Netflix right. So Netflix came out with the second okay. season of what the hell is this shit called? I was watching it last night. Um, what? Hold on. Lord of mercy. I know. I'm so unprepared. It's the hip hop, uh, hip hop evolution. Oh, I with the second season, um, yesterday. Um, all right, so I will definitely catch that the Netflix show. I'm gonna do that. Okay, so, all right, so moving on, we are now on the support black businesses. So this is a segment of the show where we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities, and we desire to build awareness for products and services. That's FUBU for us by us. So today I wanted to highlight Mo Melanin. It is a, it's an online school supply and clothing company, and they are dedicated to provided melanated and motivational images for African-Americans. So it's a company that was started by a husband and wife team, Terrence Price and Constant Price. Constance Price. Um, seems like they are both students still, but um, they so they started this company and it's um, you can go online. They have the cutest images. So a lot of it is book bags. I've ordered stuff for my son. So there's pencils, there's T-shirts, and everything just really. Um, it embraces melanin, which I love. So cute black baby, black boys and black girls. I love it. So the company you want to find it is www.momelanin.com. That's M-O-E-M-E-L-A-N-I-N.com. All right. That's cool. I think I'm going to order my niece some stuff from there. That'd be cute. Yeah, it's so cute. It's so cute. So love them. All right. So have we come to the end? Is this the end? <laughs> well, no. All right. So we've come to the end. You said, can... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Did you? <laughs> I'm sorry. You can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast, or in the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, and we're on Spotify. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit That's What I'm Saying, podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions and comments. And of course, Nye, who do we always shout out? We always have to shout out our super producer, Vegas World Inc. Um, you can catch him on Instagram. You can catch him on Twitter. Um, go ahead, like his videos. He actually has a podcast. So go ahead, listen to his podcast, Hip Hop Now. Um, thank you all so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week. Take care, y'all.